Thanks for tuning in to Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Brewster right here on the Leadership Lowdown, and I'm so glad you tuned in to listen to our story and have a chance to hear the story of Will McCoy. He's the CEO of VIA, and I am so glad he's with us here on the other end of our line. So uh, welcome, Will. We're glad to have you. Vic, I'm so happy to be here. really appreciate you guys taking the time today. Uh, we're really excited to have Michigan learn about our company and what we do. Yeah, well, I'm excited to learn all about the company. It sounds like you're kind of on the cutting edge and right in the middle of some really cool stuff. But before we get too far into those stories, tell me a little bit about your story. Where were you born? Where did you grow up? What brought you to your current spot? So I was born and raised in uh, Washington, D.C. My wife and I met in D.C. And what typically happens is that once you fall in love with a beautiful woman, uh, she introduces you to her family. And uh, as we were introduced to the family... A few years later, we decided to move back to Michigan. <laughs> and the rest is history, as they like to say, right? <laughs> right. In all of this, did you come back because of a huge job opportunity, or were you a couple of young lovebirds that were trying to figure out your way? We actually came back. We used to own a gym. I owned a real estate property manager selling for about 13 years. We sold both of those before we came back here. And there was an opportunity that was awaiting us when we came back. Our families are dealership owners. And so we were coming back to run those dealerships and then potentially take over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what brought us back to Michigan. But in the meantime, uh, I fell in love with EVs, and so that brought us to the path of fear today. Oh, how about that? When you make a big move like that, it was just you and her, right? There was no family uh, at that time? No, no, that's not necessarily right. So we had just had our first daughter. We now have three. Oh, we yeah. We first daughter. Yeah. Uh, Lee, she was only one year old, so we packed her up. And then, <laughs> this is right during COVID. So this is right oh when COVID happened, right in March. Um, and we packed everybody up in the car, and we made our way over to Michigan. And it was an exciting time because things were happening. We didn't know what was going to happen. Um, but we made it here, home, safe and sound. And now since then, we've had uh, two more daughters. So. <laughs> well, as they like to say, you are a blessed man. Isn't that true, huh? <laughs> but I have to tell you, you're going to have to rewire your house when those girls get older. You're going to have a lot of blow dryers and curling irons, right? Oh, we already do. They have the most long hair. I didn't know how much conditioner and shampoo. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, then we hope your enterprise is going extremely well for you. You can keep those girls in hair product, right? I just love that. <laughs> Well, you you know, when you start a family, that's a trying time. When you start a career, it's a trying time. But sometimes we're young and we just don't know the difference between what we're doing and whether we should really be freaked out by it. But it sounds like you made a big commitment to get your way back here to Michigan. And that's kind of an exciting thing. Did you feel you were familiar with Michigan as a place to raise a family? Were you comfortable with that decision right up front? Absolutely. We had come back, I mean, from the time that Marissa and I were dating to the time that we were married before we came back here. We were visiting here about four or five times a year, so I knew what to expect. Yeah. It was always during the summer. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know how cold it was. <laughs> well, yeah, as my mentor Paul Harvey says, that's the rest of the story, isn't it? <laughs> right. But we love it just the same. The summers are beautiful. So we knew what to expect coming back. And it's been great for our family, being close to family and having that support. And uh, it's been an awesome time. Well, for us, also, it's just 
being Detroit. Yeah, it's a big thing too to be close to family. I know that you know we had some challenges when our little granddaughter was born, and so we had some health issues here and there, and some other things. And when you're an hour or two, or what, it's reachable and doable. But boy, when you're another state away, or you're a 15 hour drive or whatever, man, those are hard on everybody. So, well, we're glad you found your way back to Michigan, and we're excited to hear about some of the great things that are going on uh, here with you and your organization. But before we jump into all of those, in our next segment, I'd like you to talk about some of the uh, things that have shaped your past and where you came along. And so we always like to talk about mentors here on this show. We don't have enough time in this segment to go into all the details, but do you have some mentors and some people that have made a difference in your life along the way that you said, man, if it wasn't for them, I'd be in a different position? Yeah, I mean, you know, recently, I'll talk about my Michigan mentors because they've been super helpful as far as us adapting and assimilating to Michigan. Um, So uh, friends such as Bert Jordan, and uh, Deron Sanders, and also uh, Greg Jackson, and a few others that I could name, uh, Mark Burnett. These guys have been super helpful to me as far as understanding the Michigan landscape. Mm, Um, A lot of times when you get to a new area, if you haven't grown up in that area, you may not know too many people. These folks have really taken me under their wing, as it were, and showed me the ropes and helped me understand exactly what it takes to run a business, but also what it means to be a Michigander. Well, and it does mean something to be a Michigander. It's a special place in the world, and it certainly is uh, because of the four seasons. One of the reasons why I love being here, and the other reason why I love being on this show, The Leadership Lowdown, is to meet people like you, Will. So we're so glad that you uh, took time today to be with us. We're so glad to have with us the CEO of VEA. And so uh, we're going to hear more about Will's leadership journey when we return right after these messages here on the Michigan Business Network. for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to laughq.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. The Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network and we found Will McCoy. He's with VIA, the uh, great company that we're going to hear a little bit more about in a future segment. But as we're uh, talking about Will's background, we're, we rolled out the red carpet to uh, Will and his wife uh, to join us here in Michigan and we're so glad he's here. And of course he's doing an awful lot of great things, but as we talk about a Leadership Lowdown all the time is nobody does it alone. You get to these different positions of importance because somebody along the way has either poured into you, lifted you up, or maybe helped you on your worst day. And so I love this uh, part of the, the 
discussion, Will, if you could, you rattled off a number of really important people in your life that you felt were good mentors. Tell me about some of the highlights of the mentoring that you've received in your life. So uh, one of the people who have been uh, super key to uh, be a success is uh, Deron Sanders of uh, SG Energy. I met Deron at an event um, held at the DAC, and he has really taken us on and really helped us understand we're an electrical company, we're an electrical contractor, but um, I'm new to the space, right? And yeah. we're becoming a tech company. And so some of the things that Ron has helped us understand is what does it mean to be an electrical contractor, right? He's putting us in positions where we have uh, staff and labor. Um, he's shown me what it means to be a CEO of a successful electrical contracting company. Um, he's also helped me understand what the mindset of electrician is, right? And, and how you can deal with it. And so he has been super important to our success and uh, continue mentor to me um, as we become this tech solution for uh, EV charging and sustainability uh, equipment. Yeah. You know, and isn't it interesting how he did a lot of great things for you um, without really needing to, right? I mean, he poured into you and gave you some help maybe that he expected nothing in return. Is that the way you see it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's already running a very successful company that is uh, worldwide. And I think he saw what we were getting into and he said to himself, you know, somebody gave him help and I believe he decided to give it back. I do the same thing um, because of people like him, right? So the passing forward thing, uh, you uh-huh. do it for the next person that comes along. Yeah, definitely done that for me. Well, I love the pay it forward concept. You know, it's just such a great situation when you have somebody that can do those things. And this is what, to me, is so powerful when it comes to mentorship is when you have somebody that pours into another person. I almost said younger person. It doesn't have to be that way. It just means somebody cares enough to try to help and lift their fellow man or fellow woman and try to bring them forward um, in a great way with expecting nothing, which is really exciting. And part of what you're in the middle of is some pretty cutting-edge technology, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So right now, you know, there's a huge push uh, towards EV infrastructure. Um, and so as I transition from, you know, the sales floor to uh, EVs, I saw that there was a huge need for uh, electricians. And specifically those who were experienced in EV chargers, EV infrastructure, and sustainability products. And so our company, uh, VIA, does that exact thing. We are an EV infrastructure, but we also have a focus on workforce diversity and then also making sure that we uh, create this carbon neutral future. Yeah. Well, and talk about being uh, stepping into absolutely a sizzling hot. Uh, opportunity because uh, the whole world is, seems to be coming that way and here you are trying to grow a company to be relevant uh, in that space. This is interesting to me because when you're in a leadership position like this, it isn't as though you can look around and go, well, this company did it this way and we're going to follow in their footsteps or whatever. I mean, you have to really be kind of making it up on the fly. Is that fair? That is absolutely true. Um it's what we run into when it comes to, uh, I mean, obviously we're a startup, so we're raising capital, but it's also what we run into just being one of the only companies out here that is doing what we're doing. And, and so there's no blueprint, per se, as to how to create a EV sustainability company, EV infrastructure company. And so you do find challenges as far as, hey, where do you go? And to your point, again, that's where mentors uh, come in because these people 
even they may have not seen this exact thing, they've had similar situations. And being able to have that mentor that says, hey, look, I know you've seen something like this before, really helps out as you're spearheading an entirely new industry. And it's exciting time. Well, and I have to tell you, you know, I always talk to people about what makes you jump out of bed, what gets you excited. But when you're looking at not the same old thing every day, but a brand new opportunity, and I don't want to be corny about this, but changing the world, you know, the way we operate, man, that's got to be pretty exhilarating for you, right? Oh, man, it's like, you know, the exhilarating thing. I come from a project management background, again, owning a real estate property management firm. Every day was a, was a different day. Every issue, you saw a new issue. Well, it's very similar in my role here as a CEO and founder of Via. Every day is exciting. You never know what you may run into. One day, you may have a property that looks exactly the same as the other, but it, it has some little challenge that you didn't realize before. Or just dealing with people, right? Yeah, yeah, Every yeah. Every day, people are different. Exactly. So it's very exciting. And to, to also be dealing with the cutting-edge technology uh, for EV infrastructure, that's changing every day, literally every day. It's just an exciting time. Truly, it makes for some pretty exciting times. I'm excited to talk to you, Wells. We're so glad you took time to be with us here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm in leading the Leadership Lowdown right now. I'm Vic Vercherow, and we're going to be right back. Hi, this is Chris Holman, and as past chair of the National Small Business Association and a small business owner myself, I understand when you run a business, you rely heavily on your computer network. Now, you cannot afford lost data, lost customer information, and that's why you should trust your technology needs to ASK. Contact ASK at 877-ASK-4ASK for a free audit and analysis of your technology needs. That's 877-ASK-4ASK. Or find them on the internet at www.justask.net. ASK, taking the hassle out of technology so that you can run your business. You found the leadership lowdown. We found Will McCoy, the CEO of VIA. And as we uh, have a chance to talk here on the Michigan Business Network, um, I'm learning all kinds of things about this new company. And as we get into this, one of the things I want to make sure, Will, is that when you kind of go to the whiteboard and start building out your company, um, man, that's a different thing. My um, uh, executive background comes out of the insurance business, which is at least 150 billion years old. Nobody's really uh, oftentimes thinking very new there. There's some exceptions to that. But when I think about your world, you're looking at a whiteboard. And so as you start filling your roster and your teams, do you got a sense that you know what you're looking for, the people that you're trying to attract to your company and how to inspire them to build something really new and cool? Yeah, we do. Building a company before has given me experience in building a company uh, like this now. And so many of the things that you start off with is um, people who have the ability to think outside the box. Mm. And what that means is that when you're in a startup situation, you got to have people who are going to be around you who are going to say, okay, 
I can see the vision and hear the pieces of getting there. And so that's not necessarily someone who's just going to do their assignment, but also take on other assignments or be able to see the other pieces to the puzzle in order for us to get to that goal. Yeah. So that's what we're really focusing on right now in our startup, surrounding ourselves, whether it be you know, a chief technical officer or our chief financial officer. All these guys, they don't have a playbook right this minute. <laughs> so we have to put the pieces together. We see the vision. We see the end goal. But how do we get there? Yeah. So that's a unique set of people. Well, Will, let me ask you this. When you start talking to somebody about the whiteboard that you're offering them, does that get them excited? Or does some of them that you may have been talking with, they like that? Yeah, people are always excited. People are always excited about EVs. I mean, like, even if you're not a person who necessarily is like, okay, well, EVs are the way, there's so much talk and hype around it right this minute. And yeah, yeah. love, like, you know, even debating you on it. So we okay. never find any lack of interest in a whiteboard. Um, what we do find is that people want to understand. And so when we help people understand exactly what it means to be in the EV industry mm-hmm. and also what it means to own an EV and then what infrastructure uh, means as well. And so we find that that really opens up people's minds and then opens up more discussion. So it's super exciting. Yeah. Thinking out loud here, I'm wondering, as you look around and you're looking at your whiteboard, do you ever draw on some of the other industries that maybe are totally unrelated but you might have lessons that you can pull out of other uh, spots. Anything like that that has happened along the way where you go, yeah, well, you know, we found this and this is what they were doing and we thought we could apply that over here in our company. When we were looking at what our company actually does, a lot of people kept saying the same thing to us and we were like, you know, we're not them or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the more we looked at it, we kind of are. We have a group of people who we train, right, yeah. and then deploy. And so uh, we kept getting this oh, you're kind of like Uber of, right? And or better. And so we were able to kind of look at their model and say, oh, okay, there are some similarities here. Now, our labor force is very, very, very scarce and it's very, very unique. But in some ways, we are doing the same thing. We're matching up uh, qualified electricians with uh, customers who are in need of EV infrastructure. Well, what I think is really interesting to me is that I've been around different people all my life in terms of people that I've had to lead and enjoy leading. Um, And some of them, you know, well, that really doesn't pertain to us. They, They do this. And I really like those people that can look over there and go, you know, but that may be what they're doing, but I think that could adapt and we could do that over here. And it seems to me that that kind of open thinking is where opportunity is really born because the creativity gets going. Uh, we don't set with limitations and stay in our lane, if you will. We hear that all the time, be in your lane, you know. And when you're doing what you're doing, you get a chance to uh, paint with broad strokes in uh, blue skies. It's kind of fun. Oh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, we look at this as an opportunity to paint with broad strokes and be diverse in those broad strokes, right? So there's an opportunity to say, hey, look, this is how they did it over there. This is how we make the situation better. And this is what we're going for over here. So I love you know, the whole EV infrastructure industry, um, mobility. In Michigan, there's a lot of exciting things that are happening right now that uh, we're a part of and allows us to be able to paint the background, I guess you could say, of what the future of e-mobility will look like. Well, it's interesting. You're here in the cradle of where, uh, you know, the whole uh, automobile industry has gone from zero to 100 in 100 years. We've uh, started out in the early turn of the century. My dad was born in 1903, and the first car he ever owned was a Model T. 
And so uh, I just wow. think that's a really, really cool. He had me when he was 57 years old, so I got the chance to hear all these stories. But, you know, these Model Ts came down the rail and on the lot with an actual toolbox strapped to their floorboard, you know. So that was how much confidence they had that their Model T was not going to break down on you on the road. But when you've got an EV vehicle, it's all the things that go with it. There's so much technology and things that are going there. And I'm just so impressed that uh, you and your team are jumping in in both feet uh, because uh, you are going to do cutting-edge stuff here. And we're grateful that you took time out to be with us, Will. We're glad that you joined us here on Leadership Lowdown. This is Vic Versero. We'll be right back. Michigan Works Association believes the key to advancing prosperity across the state is accomplished through building a skilled workforce. As the state's primary workforce development association, their focus is to continue to move the needle on policy, education, and collaboration. They're creating an opportunity and building stronger communities by advocating and innovating together. This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Bershiro here on the Leadership Lowdown. And with us today is Will McCoy, the CEO of VIA. And I am so jacked to hear more about this company. And of course, I'm so grateful that it's uh, housed here in beautiful Michigan in the cradle of Automotive Central. Well, coming to Michigan, you know a lot about uh, people that know how to build cars. They're all about cars and different challenges that are there. Tell me about, uh, as you start looking at this, uh, what are some of the unique challenges that you think uh, in your space that you feel needs to be dealt with for the industry to grow? So one of the things that we're focusing on here is workforce development, right? And so our company uh, acts as a charging or infrastructure partner to a lot of companies. And what I mean by that is that there is a situation in America that I think that the U.S. that we have to pay attention to. Um, so we're talking about our all electric future. There are about 130 million homes in the U.S., uh, over 30 million businesses in the U.S. 70 to 80% of charging will be done at business or home. So that's a lot of infrastructure to put in. However, in the U.S., uh, according to the Labor Bureau, there are less than 800,000 electricians mm. licensed. And so we are, as a company, working on ways to train these guys really quickly and employ them but also uh, make sure that we are also moving around efficiently so they're not burnt out through technology. And then also making sure that we're creating the next uh, workforce that are going to take over from you guys that move the EV infrastructure forward. Mm. And so these are some of the challenges that we're facing right this minute and some of the things that we're focusing on here at VIA. And with combining technology, uh, even down to machine learning, um, to try to help them be as efficient as possible. But on the other side of that, we're working with public schools, adult ed programs, and really just going out and literally recruiting young people yeah. um, to say, hey, look, would you be interested in 
uh, becoming an electrical contractor or an electrician. And so this is what we're focusing on here at VM. So, Will, when you say electrician, you know, in my uh, feeble old mind, I start thinking about uh, the guy with the tool belt in his uh, van that goes around and adds outlets where you want them or does new construction, that kind of stuff. Are the skills for the kind of electrician you're looking for the same as the electrician that I'm envisioning? Electrical hasn't changed very much for the past 100 years. As far as connections, they're still very similar to what they used to be. Uh, but now electricians are required to know more about technology. For example, in EV chargers, there are situations where you have to, what is called commission them, or place them on a network. And so this is more than just adding uh, electrical current to the charger. Uh, they actually have to learn how to uh, diagnose a charger and then move that charger onto a network so that they can speak to other chargers in the nation. Mm-hmm. So those skills are different, right? And so they're finding that, yeah, you've got the guy with a tool belt who's amazing. They've gotten us this far, but they, they need some refresh on the new technology coming out. Yeah. So those are some of the chat the things that we're looking at on here at the end. Well, and I just think it's so powerful when you start thinking about this. And look, I came through a period of time when I was uh, going through school and everything else, vocational uh, trades were something that a lot of organizations and schools were teaching in high school. And it was really kind of exciting. But then there was a kind of a sunset of all that, Will. And at that point in time, a lot of those vocational trades began to be kind of uh, oftentimes placement for kids that aren't going to be college bound. And so they would kind of give up on those kids, send them off to these trade schools or whatever. And, and I just don't know if they was ever really pumped up. But i got to tell you, when you go in and recruit somebody and talk about what you're doing and what that vision is going to be, uh, there's got to be a lot of people that go, what did he say? And look at that as a great opportunity. People have got to be jacked when you guys start talking about the future. Oh, man, so it's interesting. Young people, right? They have this want to be entrepreneurs. They're excited about the future. They're excited about EVs. They're excited about a carbon neutral future, right? And, and doing more for even your children. And being a part of something great. And so we uh, found that a lot of them just didn't know about electricity. And you're right, to your point, the thing is, I was told, even as a, you know, as a, a young person, you know, go get your MBA or, you know, go get your business degree or whatever. And that's fine. But um, I can tell you that electricity is a it's a lucrative field, right? It's a way that you can become uh, very lucrative in your lifestyle, be able to take care of yourself. Uh, but it's also a trade that makes it now so important to our industry. Mm. And so we're finding that a lot of young people right now are, are really looking at it and saying, hey, I, I didn't know about it. I didn't know the electricity was a part of the EDF infrastructure. Yeah. that education of saying you can be a part of this future, and as an electrician, you need to be a part of this future. And as an electrician, you can make a solid income. You know, something that's better than gold building for a lot of these people. Yeah, like that of a doctor, right? I mean, sometimes you talk about plumbers and electricians, and those people can command their own wage. It seems like they're filling a big void out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a compelling situation for uh, a lot of young people that we're talking to, and so we're finding that they're excited about it. Well, we're excited about you, Will. We can't thank you enough for being here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. We're going to go pay some bills and come right back.
Now hiring? Capital Area Michigan Works can assist you with your hiring needs, all at no cost. From large-scale hiring assistance to locating the right candidate for a hard-to-fill position, Capital Area Michigan Works is your resource. We offer creative solutions from career fairs to on-the-job training grants and scholarship programs to make sure you have the best and brightest employees. Visit our website at www.camw.org to learn more about how we can assist your business with its hiring needs. We got the leadership lowdown. We've got Michigan Business Network on high gear right here with Will McCoy, the CEO of VIA, who is doing some amazing things and changing the face of uh, opportunity for young people throughout uh, Michigan. You know what? I was really excited about what you talked about the last segment because thinking about careers and opportunities and you know, I'm really grateful. The way my world worked when I first started into uh, my career, it was clear. Some things fell my way, and all of a sudden, um, I was on a 38-year run. And so um, my issue here now is uh, if I was a young person with all of that opportunity out there, what would inspire me? Where would I go? And I think you kind of piqued my interest in terms of what people might be thinking about this whole electrician concept. Uh, is pretty versatile. Uh, tell us about where do you see that opportunity going and what you'd like to see happen. This is something that is happening all around the world. And we, we concentrate on Michigan, right? So because it's still a motor city. But electricians right now are needed everywhere. And so it's literally a situation where young people or people entering into this field is so versatile that you can almost go anywhere in the world and be able to work, which is great because that's mobility. Um, but one of the things that we, we're doing here and our commitment here is uh, because there are only 800,000 electricians and a lot of them will be retiring within the next 10 years, um, we are committed to creating 100,000 electrical professionals um, here so that we can move forward in the infrastructure industry. And if we're talking about all electric future, um, it's going to take a lot more than 800,000 we have right now. It's going to take commitment to also bring in people who are interested in it. So we're doing everything we can here to be able to do that. Mm. And when you think about this whole process, part of it is, again, if the whole world is headed this way in terms of the way the motorized world is going to work, you're exactly right. You're now competing in a world-class way. And I guess maybe an inappropriate question, but uh, if you want to say pass, it's okay. It seems like there's other organizations that are trying to break into the Motor City's uh, dominant position. And so... Those other companies are uh, doing some extraordinary things. Is more the merrier? Is that the way that works? Or do you think there's some synergy by being in uh, the Motor City because uh, all those uh, major investments are going to be moving in that electrified uh, way? No, I think that's absolutely synergy. I mean, there are so many amazing companies. One of the companies, Majab, CEO of Our Next Energy, he's doing amazing things with batteries right now. I think he had that 700 25 mile Tesla he made. Um, all that synergistic. I mean, everybody who's come into this space is needed. Right? We need these people to get there. And so we collaborate with a lot of companies, whether it's um, other electrical contractors or even other uh, installers or companies that have platforms. We find that we all work together and we're all trying to get to the same thing that all electric future and carbon neutral future. So, Will, i got to believe that as I think about your brain and how this all works for you to lead this organization, it feels like you can never go, there, we finally crossed that line. Okay, let me just sit back and relax for a bit. It seems like it's moving fast. 
It seems like you're making up new directions and sprouting new ideas, concepts, and challenges uh, along the way. So um, how do you feel about the fact that you're in a place right now in your life when you're not going to be probably spending a whole lot of time with those three beautiful girls? So what I feel is that I have the most amazing wife in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. It all starts with that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You know, so when I was there, I wouldn't be able to get as much done uh, as I do. Her belief in this, um, the family support is key. Um, and you're right. This is not a situation that's going to go down anytime soon. Because we don't want to get into all this infrastructure. Then we turn around and have to serve with it. And mm. that's a whole other piece of it that we're constantly continuously working with as well. So uh, there's no end to this. Now, I do hope at some point in time, right? I'm kind of betting on they're young, one, three, and, you know, 17 weeks. I am betting on this time that, hey, look, I can, like, parlay this here and then be there for them later on and have, because we're picking the right partner, because I'm picking the, yeah. the right staff, um, I'll have the ability to spend more time. But, yeah, this is not going to slow down anytime soon. Well, it's interesting because, you know, speaking as somebody that raised some kids, I remember my wife talking about, look, uh, it's nice to be there for the little ones um, and it's fun for the adults. But, uh, boy, when people need you the most, it seems like those tween years and teenage years, when they're uh, kind of coming into their own, uh, man, that's when mom and dad need to be engaged and connected to those kids and making a difference. And so uh, we have one precious segment left. And in that segment, I want to talk to you about uh, what it looks like moving forward with your organization and see if there's any challenges that you see on the horizon in terms of that staffing issue. I'm so glad what you've shared today is it's a powerful scenario for us to be thinking about some of the opportunities that are out there. And man, you're kind of blowing that whole um, top right off of that for us. So we're grateful for that. Grateful for your time today, Will. I'm so glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Versero. We'll be right back. Looking for high-quality office furniture on a budget? Stop by the office outlet at 516 North Larch in downtown Lansing for huge savings. We've got new and used office furniture from brand-name manufacturers, all at discounted prices. Browse through 5,000 square feet and save on seating, desks, files, storage, and more. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. The office furniture outlet is your destination for office furniture on a budget. Visit us online at officeoutletyes.com. We've got the Leadership Lowdown, and we have got with us Will McCoy. He's the CEO of VIA, and of course, they're doing some amazing things, and the Michigan Business Network is so grateful to catch up with Will and have a chance to hear his story. Will, as we talk about this, and we're on our final segment here, but I just want to make sure I'm just so excited about some of the cutting-edge kind of concepts that you have 
And I've got to believe there's people in our audience that are listening in that are going, wow, that really sounds like something I want to be hear more about or find out more about or join up with. So how do they do that? Are you guys hiring? Are you directing? Tell me about uh, your thoughts on getting people connected to this opportunity. Absolutely. So we're both hiring uh, software engineers with that company, but we are also joining that with our commitment of creating 100,000 less professionals. Mm. Because that we literally place young people when they come to our site, uh, they'll see on our site uh, a career page. On that page, we'll have a list of places or companies that are looking for electricians or apprentices or whatever it may be. They can then apply for those and be directed right to those electricians and place with them. Um, and for the electrician, it's a great deal because they need the help. And then for the young person or whoever it is who's looking to go into the field, it gives them a chance to get good pay but also learn about a very lucrative career that's needed uh, for our future. Well, I'm just blown away by that, Will. What you're saying is that, yeah, come to our website and we'll show you the entire opportunity that is in the world of electrical fields, and we're going to give you an opportunity. It may not be with us, but it's going to be out there. We'll help you get connected. And what you're saying, I think, and what I'm hearing is that all things are good because we're going to raise all of this wonderful uh, human capital in terms of skilled people in the electrical field and man now you're off and running because it aids the need that you guys have down the road right absolutely absolutely like i said it's all about synergy uh with me and all about that connection and workforce development diversity so we work with everyone we work together it's got a push toward this electric future yeah. for everyone. Well, tell us about that website, if you would. How do we spell that? I know I'm saying it the best I can, but tell me how you're spelling that and how do everybody get connected to you. Absolutely. So it's uh, com, um, And then on our website, you'll find information. Uh, we have an EV glossary, uh, EV dictionary to help you understand the terms that are coming out. Um, you can also... Uh, learn about the different chargers and the different rates. Um, you can figure out, get a quote on what installation will cost. Um, so there's a lot of good features that we have on there and also relevant news, just new news and new information coming out of the EV world all the time. Yeah. Well, and I think, like I said, you know, you start with the curiosity. People are just automatically intrigued by what you're doing and by the industry. But then when you get into this, uh, I'm kind of, frankly, Will, blown away in a really positive way with the fact that your mission is all about uh, expanding the pool of competent people in the electrician world so that you can do great things and like you said the synergy of it all so when you go through this if you become 10 years older and you look back uh, in the year of our lord 2032 tell me what are going to be some of your proudest accomplishments that you hope you get done between now and then well, one, we'll, we'll definitely reach that 100,000 electrical professionals made or more, hopefully more. Yeah. Um, and then two, you know, my daughters will be in an age where they will really understand, hey, you know, dad did his part uh-huh. in making sure that their future was good. You know, and they, he did his part in making sure that uh, whether it was, you know, creating a company for the future or making him go to a thing, um, I was a part of that. And then helping other young people understand that there's nothing wrong with the trade industry. You know, there's nothing wrong with that at all. That's a great industry to be in. It's well needed. Like you said earlier, sometimes people look down on the trades and, or trade school and these guys and women, they're amazing people. You know, these people are out there every single day uh, doing some of the most important things that we need in our life. And so my part is to, to try to create that carbon neutral future for our children, but also help them understand that there's many ways, many careers 
important. Yeah. Well, and I really appreciate that because I got to tell you that as you go through the things, you can uh, think you're something special. But let me tell you, if the car doesn't start, if the roof leaks, if the power goes out um, and your pipes are leaky, all of those things need to be fixed by a tradesperson. And it's really nice to have somebody uh, that's investing in that in terms of their concept and moving forward. So, Will, any um, sayings that you live by, the things that get you out of bed, that uh, this is the one thing I make sure I do every day is think this way? <laughs> well, one of the things that I do every single day is I work out. Um, me and my wife enjoy CrossFit. Oh. So, uh, we attend uh, CrossFit uh, New Species, and so that's something that I have to do. And then one of the, the sayings I live by is, this too to pass. So Very good. keeping us moving in a new electrified way and I can't thank you enough that you took time out to be with us here on the Michigan Business Network. Will, thank you so much. I wish you all the best. Thank you so much for having me on, Vic. You bet. And this is the Michigan Business Network. The Leadership Lowdowns are wrapping up here today, but I can't wait to talk to you again. I'm Vic Vershereau. Thanks so much for tuning in.